Hi everyone, welcome back to the She Plans Her Future podcast, the Girl Talk Business podcast for the everyday woman entering the entrepreneurial space. With me, I'm Ida, founder of She Plans Her Future. How are you guys doing? I hope you guys have had a great week. We are still continuing our series of Living in Abundance and we have another guest. Um, I met Tyra, I think, God, it'll be a couple of years ago now and she works in travel and I thought, oh my God, what a great person to actually have on the podcast and talk about her experience i've known her when she was working on a and also she is a travel blogger as well so she's always going to really nice exotic places and i'm just looking at her instagram stories like girl can i live i live through you <laughs> when i'm at my work working nine to five i see her all over instagram thinking do you know what i really should be traveling more but i want you to actually hear about tyra and actually learn about who she is and how she got into travel so welcome tyra to she has a future Hey, hi, thank you. That was a really nice introduction. Oh, <laughs> do you know what? I, when I, I remember the first time I met you and I think I was on the plane, I was like, this mm-hmm. girl was just so, so sweet and so lovely. And it was so funny that we ended oh. up living so close to each other. We didn't even know. So weird. It was and really I weird. immediately clipped with her. I literally, I was on the plane traveling home and my parents were still in America with my um, other family. And I got off the plane and I was like, do you know what? I met this really, really sweet girl on the plane. And then my family like, oh, really? And I was like, she lives near us as well. She's like, oh my God, that is so weird. But um, I'm actually so grateful to actually have met you because you are actually the sweetest person on the on oh, my night as well. <laughs> um, so getting into air hosting, I thought um, I want people to actually know the behind the scenes of what you actually studied at university, if you went to university, and also how you got into mm-hmm. being an air hostess. So let us know. Okay, so it's really funny because I didn't study anything in relation to travel or aviation. I studied biomedical science at university. Oh, really? And yeah, it's like completely different to what I do now. Um, and then after I studied that, I worked in the NHS for like just over a year, so like almost a couple of years. Um, and then I literally just had like a random moment. I think this was a defining moment for me, actually. I've always enjoyed traveling. And I remember I tried to book some annual leave because I wanted to go to Jamaica with a friend of mine. And I remember um, my manager at the time saying that I couldn't take the time off because like other people in my department had already taken some time off and there was no cover. And you know that story. And I just was tired of it because it wasn't the first time it's happened where it's like, oh, I had to change my travel plans. And I just thought, I just want to travel in peace. Like, (laughs) what is this? (laughs) So, um, I don't know. I just literally on a whim that day, I remember going home and just thinking, oh, you know what? I wonder what it was like. I want to do something where I can travel a bit more. So like, what could I do? And I thought, oh, okay, let me go and be um, air hostess, cabin crew. So I just applied for the job, literally only applied for one post. It wasn't anything that I was like frantically pursuing. I just, it was literally on a whim. So I just said, I just applied for one post. Then the next day, I think I got um, an email to say that I've got an interview. So I had to do like an online assessment first, passed that. And then I got through to like the interview stage. And then all of a sudden I had a job. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. That's so crazy. I'm going to be an air hostess. Yeah. And that's how it happened. And yeah, I just kind of fell into it. But it was obviously my love for travel that kind of put me into this direction in terms of my career choice. Was like the interview like hard getting into being an air hostess? So I know a couple of people, they always want to travel and I don't actually think about being an air hostess. And I think that's such a great thing to actually do because whilst you're actually working, you can actually take advantage of visiting so many 
so many different countries absolutely so um yeah the interview process is it, it, it is it is very i wouldn't say it's hard i would say it's competitive it's competitive and it's intense so I feel like in pre- like previous job roles, I'd never been through such an interview stage before. So it's like um, almost like a, a like a mo- mini multiple interviews that kind of um, vibe. So there's lots of interviews within the interview. So you have like a group assessment, then you have like role play, then you have like a one to one interview, and I think you, we have another stage which was no, I think that's it. Yeah, so it's split up into three parts. So it was a, it was very grueling. It was different to what I expected because normally when I've applied for jobs in the past, it's literally just like once you get through the first stage or maybe like a phone conversation, you go in and you just have a one-to-one interview. But this one was a little bit more intense and it was very like dramatic as well. I remember each stage you get told if you've passed on to the next stage and it was oh, almost God. like X Factor style. So oh, like it was God. so scary. I was like, oh my God, like they know how to do dramatics. So um, I remember the first stage going through the first stage and they like stand up then they have like a clipboard and they call out everybody's name. And then you kind of like, you either go to the left or the right and depending on which side you're on, you don't know whether you're going through, you're not going through. It's like very, very scary. Oh, but I don't even know how I got through it. I was like, oh, because a lot of people who I've realised are cabin crew. When I spoke to them, this is all they've ever wanted to do. So they like, they had prepared for that moment. Whereas for me, I woke up one morning and was like, oh, okay, I just fancy a job change. <laughs> so I didn't feel very prepared. <laughs> but in comparison to other people who had like been doing courses and reading books and doing all this stuff, I was like, oh, I don't think we're going to get this job. But I guess it just goes to show that that it's not about like obviously it's always good to prepare for an interview but it's also a lot about you as a person if your personality fits the job role yeah of course because yeah. you'll be interacting with so many different people so they kind of want to know that you have an element of care and you're understanding and you're patient because yeah, i know exactly. flying you see some of the most let's not get into it because you see all types of people <laughs> and i'm like you guys have so much patience oh, the most interesting type of people ever like wow yeah it's it's very very testing on your patience but it's, it's enjoyable definitely it has its ups and downs but i think there's more ups and downs have that. you always like loved traveling or did you develop like having a passion for traveling when you started working there no i think prior to working I enjoyed traveling anyway so I feel like I always had there was limitations for me in terms of like like my job roles and stuff like that and I know like a lot of people in the blogger travel blogger industry who work yeah. nine to five jobs and they I don't know I always say to them how do you do it because when I had a nine to five job I couldn't do it I didn't know how to but I know a lot of people do sort of like plan their um, annual leave a year in advance to maximize the amount of time that they can spend away yeah um, but for me I found it hard to do that because because I was working in the NHS the bank holidays wasn't a thing so I didn't have things to like um, you know people like will plan a week around the bank holiday so it makes yeah. it a bit longer I didn't have that luxury so it was a little bit harder for me so um but yeah, I enjoyed traveling before that. Before I started working for Bier, I was going on holidays and trying to make the most of our travels. And I felt like when I felt like I'd come to, I had hit a wall and I couldn't maximize it anymore. That's when I thought, okay, maybe I should look into going into a job role that will allow me to make money and travel at the same time. And then this was 
what I ended up in. Yeah. It's actually the most perfect scenario, really, when you're thinking about that. But um, do you know, like, your typical day-to-day? Like, how is it run? Because I remember when we spoke before, you had days... I don't know if it's mm-hmm. the right term, like, you were on call, like, you are waiting to fly somewhere. Oh, yeah. So it is very similar to, like, doctors being on call, as in, like, we are... What we call it is we have different types. We have standby. So you either have a home standby or an airport standby and it's pretty much in the name you're on standby. So it's just in case somebody else um, doesn't like doesn't manage to get into work that day. They have like a holding port of other cabin crew who can fill in that space just to make sure that the operation is able to run. So sometimes I'm on home standby, which is like blocks of about six hours. Oh, Six wow. to eight hours, yeah, you can be on home standby, which is not bad. I'm being paid to be at home, really. So oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not too bad. It's just, I take it as a day to just Netflix and chill, you know, catch up with any housework that I need to um, for those eight hours or six hours that I need to be at home. Airport standby as well. I think that one is a little bit more not as chill just because you have to put on your uniform, go into work, and then you have to sit around for about six hours. Oh wow! Wondering if someone's going to get called, someone's not going to get called, and the way it works as well with like our um, rota roster is that you're kind of on blocks of standby, so you can kind of figure out what you might be covering. But I guess it, even though you know that, like uh, for instance, um, there's a flight to New York at twelve o'clock, and it's a three day trip, meaning that you're going to leave on Monday and you're going to be back on Wednesday, so you have a block of three days standby and you know that your airport standby starts at 11 30 so you're probably covering the new york trip however anything could happen i've had times when like some of my colleagues have been called out to destinations we don't even fly to because it's an emergency flight so it literally anything could happen so you literally have to pack your suitcase with flip-flops a jumper uggs and a bikini because you just don't know where you're going to go um and then you sit around you wait you get given a phone um and then you either get called or you don't get called and sometimes when you think yep it's five minutes till the end of my six hour airport standby you'll get called and you're like oh my gosh I guess I'm not going home then so yeah it's crazy so normally when when you're flying do you how do you like let's say there's a trip and they're going to the Bahamas mm. or there's a place that you've never been before how do you say I want can you literally say to your boss that I want to go on that flight how does that work okay so we do get something called bidding so the way our rosters work is that every month we have like a window of about 10 days I think it is where you can we have a system it's it's like an app where you go onto the app and then you you bid for what trips you would like so it's literally like a bidding system in terms of you put points the points are out of 200 so out of 200 points you allocate how many points you want depending on what trip you want to go on so you prioritize it with the points okay so if i get if i want to go to the bahamas i can go onto the system and then put 200 points towards the bahamas and then if i want to go to i don't know let's say i wanted to go to lagos or something after i could say i could allocate 150 points to lagos so i'm telling the system that i really want to go to the bahamas but if you can't give me bahamas i don't mind going to lagos and then Uh, i don't know say like dubai is i normally do it in threes because i don't want to overload the system too much so i do it in three so then dubai might be my third one and i'll give dubai about 100 points i'm saying 
if you please i really want bahamas if you can't give me bahamas then give me lagos if you can't give me lagos then i'm happy to settle with dubai and you can do that with days off as well oh you know you're, you guys are living your best life and this is why i wanted to have you on because it's about living in abundance you're actually living yeah. your dream within your nine to five job and I think some people always think that, you know what, I have to be an entrepreneur to live my dream. No, there's some people that their dream job is literally their nine to five career. And this is why it was so important that I got you in because you also do travel blogging as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like, it's crazy. Sometimes I have to pinch myself and be like, am I really sat on a beach drinking a cocktail and this is work? <laughs> like, yeah. I can't believe it sometimes. I do actually feel like, this is a bit crazy, especially when I talk to my friends who are in like, I call it everyone's job a normal job because I don't feel like my job is normal. <laughs> but who <laughs> are in like <laughs> normal jobs. Um, I say, I, and they're like talking about, you know, like office politics and just things that happen. Those are not things that I'm familiar with. So like even a lot of people don't know that when you're a cabin crew, you always fly with different people. So you don't have, a set group of people that you work with all the time so for instance in my um my team of cabin crew there's over five thousand of us so very rarely do I fly with the same people so if I get on a flight and I don't really get on with someone we don't really click I don't have to worry about the next time I come to work I'm going to fly with them it's just going to be that one trip I grip my teeth I bear it and I'll probably never see them again or maybe see them again in a year's time I've forgotten who they even were you're in your best life (laughs) yeah in terms of that honestly that's one of my favorite things about it it's a little bit sad sometimes because you do fly with people and you literally get on them so well and you think oh i wish i could fly with you all the time so that's a downside to that but i mean i can live it's fine (laughs) it's actually okay so it is it's it's nice to be able to marry the two together my love for travel and then that to actually be my job and then on the like obviously on my days off as well I also um have my travel channel so I have a YouTube channel where Ty goes plug myself a little bit um yeah yeah, so (laughs) on my YouTube channel I share like my cabin crew life so things that I get up as cabin crew get up to as cabin crew and also um all the travels I do with work and outside of work as well so I have the two and it's just it works really easy and works hand in hand I was going to ask you what's the best thing about your job but you've literally explained it throughout the whole thing (laughs) and I know that so many people might be interested in going in to be um, an air hostess or going to cabin crew like what's the best advice you can give to them before going into this um, career? Um, My best advice would be go for it there's not with cabin crew right it's not really one of those things where it's like you need to do a course or you need to have anything specific to aviation because a lot of it is you're in the customer service business so a lot of it's customer service so I think at this stage in most people's life most people at some point have interacted with customers so that's good enough in terms of it and I think it's more so just going through because I know so many people that say to me I want to be cabin crew I want to be cabin crew I want to be cabin crew then like a year later they'll be like oh I want to be cabin crew I'm like but you told me this a year ago (laughs) just go for it (laughs) you would have been like a year into cabin crew right now and like for me it's like the thing about cabin crew it's like Marmite right you either love it or you hate it because as much as I I talk it up and I say all the amazing things like there's really hard parts about it so I think I would also say think really hard about it do your research to really find out what it's about because we all see people traveling the world as cabin crew but then there's other elements to it there's a lot of sleepless nights there's a lot of um 
jet lag you really miss out in terms of your social life as well it's really hard in terms of that so if those are things that you feel like you can deal with then by all means go for it but just make sure you know what you get yourself into that's all I would say oh that's true actually I guess because you are um, on standby you might not be able to attend certain things but then to be honest I feel like if you're young you should definitely go into it or if you don't have responsibilities or any children you're basically laughing (laughs) absolutely I honestly I would always say for me I think that being cabin crew I think it has an expiry date I for me but some people make it work like I know people in the industry who've been working for 20 plus years and they love it they still do it they make it work they have families they have children they have husbands and they've made it work whereas for me I feel like for me it has an expiry date just because I know how like my family dynamic to be and I don't feel like the cabin crew lifestyle would fit into that just because you spend a lot of time away from home and yeah. I, like a, a lot of people that I know who have like quite young children I just always think to myself how do you do it and I really commend them but I don't think that's something I would be able to do so if you're young not even young just if you're in a stage in life right where your responsibilities are less so even if like you've got children but your children have grown up and you fancy doing something different I would yeah. say try it for a year two years three years and then if you still want to do it, fantastic. If you don't, you won't regret doing it. It's, it's worth doing. Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. Um, I, always ask, I asked my sister this when she came on my podcast for some travel tips yeah. from her side because she does a lot of booking for travel. But are there any travel tips that we should be aware of whilst we're traveling or things that we don't know about the travel industry that we might find useful when booking our holiday? Okay, when, you know what? I'm so rubbish with when booking holidays. <laughs> honestly like I don't even when I book my holidays obviously we have um staff benefits yeah so I don't book holidays like the average person I book my holidays by my staff benefits so like even when people tell me how much a ticket costs I'm like oh my gosh is that how much tickets cost like oh my gosh I don't really know how it works and I never really fly outside of my airline because my airline has like um, a partnership with lots of other airlines as well so even if I'm flying on a different airline it would be like a sister airline which I would probably be using my benefits on as well so in terms of booking I'm probably not your girl but in terms of travel tips, like what to do, I would always say, make sure you research a destination before you, before you go to it and make sure you know, like, I'm not, a, I'm not a believer in like planning your holiday, like to the T. I always feel like you should leave some room for, you know, just room to manoeuvre and do things that might not necessarily be on your list, but obviously have like five major things that you want to do because it yeah. helps to navigate your, your time. And as well, especially with me, I, I feel like, I am a professional in knowing how to maximize your time um, on a way because I'm only ever away for short bursts of time. So it's even like 24 hours, 48 hours, maybe sometimes it might be three days or so, but it's not a long time, but I do the most, like <laughs> I know how to maximize my time. So yeah. I mean, like I think, and how I'm able to do that is because I always look beforehand at the things that I want to do. I know like what area this is in, and then I try and factor in things around that area so I can get yeah. a lot done in a short amount of time. So I think that's always handy. And even when I go on holiday, like um, with my friends and family, I always do that for us. And I find that it means that we get a lot done. Even we've gone away for a week, we do something that people be like, oh, wow, you was only there for a week. So that is really useful. Oh, another thing that I would also ask people to do, it's my pet peeve, right? <laughs> when you're in um, airport security, please organise your, um, your liquids. Oh my God. Get yourself a bag. Tara, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I organise my stuff to the tea. So when I travel with people and, and they over the place, I can't handle it. <laughs> 
Honestly, every time I'm there, I'm looking at people like, guys, like, this is not a new thing. This is not just coming yesterday. Like, we know every, like, unless it's the first time you've ever traveled ever in your life, which I'm doubting, we all know that when you get to airport security, you need to make sure your liquids are in a liquid bag. Well, literally, you can get ri- Tara, you're actually speaking to me because I look, <laughs> look at people and I'm like, why don't you have even your own plastic bag? Oh, that's what I, it's like five pounds in boots. <laughs> or you, I'm sure you could even get three pound on Amazon. <laughs> like, grab yourself, especially if you're a frequent traveller. Grab yourself a liquid bag. You can get one on Boots. You can get one in um, on Amazon. Anywhere online that does travel essentials, you can get some and put your stuff. Pre-pack it. It will save you so much time. And we all want to maximise our time in duty free. So if you want to maximise your time in duty free, that's a top tip. <laughs> and um, our final question is how can more women live in abundance so you're living your dream life so what does it mean to you for more women to live in abundance I think for me to live in your abundance to make sure that you're doing what you enjoy essentially yeah like, make sure that because for some people I meet people who think that my job is the worst thing in the world they're like oh my god I can never imagine just flying because some people don't like flying so for them this wouldn't be like a dream job or it wouldn't be living in abundance for them but whatever you enjoy doing or whatever you see as like your happy place find a way to make money doing it so then you can you can do it if that makes sense so yeah, yeah just I think it's all about doing what you enjoy and your passion because whether it be mm-hmm. um, you're working nine to five but you feel like you're making a difference or your actual passion is in your job as well and that's why I mm-hmm. said before that was important that I got people in that are working in their job and that was also their passion too so it's literally combined you don't always have to go and look outside to find your passion you could already be in your passion as well so don't feel like because you're not doing the entrepreneurial life that you're not living in abundance girl you're living in abundance <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah absolutely I think what you said is like right on the money that's exactly what it is so how can people find you Tyra I know you do YouTube and Instagram do a shout out plug yourself okay so guys you can find me on YouTube where Ty goes you can also find me on Instagram where Ty goes and those are my two social media platforms that I share my travels with and hopefully I'll see you guys on there yes please do give her a follow guys she's very she loves traveling so if you guys like traveling and like looking at where travel bloggers go i would definitely recommend giving her a follow and don't forget to also follow she plans her future on twitter and instagram that way you can stay up to date with all our new episodes and all the new features that we're coming up um, especially within our website on sheplansherfuture.com and I, I'm Ayomide, the founder and you can also give me a follow on Ayomide MXO but if you do have any inquiries and you want to ask any questions please don't forget you can also email us at sheplansherfuture at gmail.com but I hope you guys are enjoying this series of living in abundance and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week and I shall see you in our next episode bye guys